0: Well, welcome to this, our first Sunday message of the year, Sunday the 7th of January, 2024. I'd like to begin this message by reading two passages of scripture from the book of Proverbs. Let's turn to Proverbs chapter 4. I'm going to read from verse 5 to 9. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 5 to 9. Get wisdom. Get understanding. Do not forget, nor turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her, and she will preserve you. Love her, and she will keep you. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and in all your getting, get understanding. Exalt her, and she will promote you. She will bring you honor when you embrace her. She will place on your head an ornament of grace. The crown of glory she will deliver to you. Let's read Proverbs chapter 9 and I'm just going to read verse 10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy One is Is understanding. Let's just pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word once again. As we start this new year, may we start on a good footing. May we start with an understanding of what you expect from us. Thank you, Lord, for the year that lies ahead. May it be a blessing to us and to many as we seek with all our hearts to extend your kingdom in the mighty name of Yeshua. Praise God. Now I'm sure most of us, as is the case with the start of a new year, have possibly made New Year's resolutions and prayed and asked God to bless ourselves and others. And we must understand, of course, that God is in the blessing business. He wants the very best for us. However, what we've got to realise, of course, is that that blessing is not just automatic. We have got to do our part. And We've got to understand that as much as God wants to bless us and will bless us, if we follow his instructions, then he'll be able to do just that and possibly greater than we could ever think. We read here about the importance of wisdom. We've spoken about it so many times. Get wisdom, get understanding. Don't turn away from the words from our mouth then it goes on to describe the great things that that will do for us. But once again, you see, it's all very well knowing these things, but we have to understand what wisdom actually is. And once we do that, then we're able to get it. You see, we can't get something that we don't know what it is. If there's something that you want, but you don't know what it is exactly, your thinking is vague. And in a sense, pointless. Now, the Bible is very really clear about it, and we can find out what wisdom is, and I'm going to explain it yet again, as I have done in the past. But before we go there, let me set a foundation. If we want to be blessed, obviously it's important that we make the right decisions. For blessing from God to follow, we must make the right choices. You and my life, as it is, is the result of a whole host of decisions that initially other people made and more and more the decisions that we made. Now if we look to the year going ahead, the key to being blessed in the year ahead and in the years ahead is obviously to make the right decisions, to make the right choices. The quality of our lives depends on the quality of the decisions that we make. That being said, we can only make decisions based on information. And you see, what makes a decision a good one? Well, in this context, A decision that is a good one, a decision that will lead to life, is decisions that are based on godly wisdom. Let me say that again. The right choices, the right decisions in life, are ones that are made with godly wisdom. That's what the scripture is about, you see. If you make choices according to godly wisdom, it will bring us honor. It will place on us an ornament of grace, the crown of glory. In other words, success in everything that we put our hands to, which is the heart of blessing. So you see, once again, this begs the question, well, what is godly wisdom? And as we've said so many times before, we have to understand what wisdom is. Wisdom is based on the truth. Wisdom is based on the truth. Decisions that are based on the truth have every chance of being the right ones. Once again, that begs the question, well, what is the truth? As we've said so many times, and it's amazing how this passes so many of us Christians by, truth isn't some vague intellectual concept. Truth, very simply stated, is what God thinks. You and I, if we make decisions based on our knowledge of what God thinks, are bound to turn out right. That's where this Proverbs 9, verse 10 comes in. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. In other words, when we are faced with a choice, the first question we have to ask ourselves is this. How does God see this thing? What's God's opinion on this matter? And it's not just a case of, oh, well, that's his opinion, so what? No. You see, it's the fear of the Lord. We take into cognizance before anything else, above anything else, preeminently, despite everything else. We find out, how does God see this? You see, now that's the beginning, notice, the beginning of wisdom, the fear of the Lord, respect for God's opinion. That's the beginning of wisdom. What's the next step, you see? Well, wisdom, put very plainly, is putting the truth, what God thinks about something, into practice in God's way. That's wisdom. Wisdom is applying the truth in the way God wants us to apply that truth on that particular occasion and in that particular circumstance. If we can just grasp these important principles, and obviously if we're prepared to act on them, then, as the Bible describes it, we will experience salvation. Salvation is a, a term that covers every form of blessing spiritual, physical, mental, emotional, whatever that you and I could ever possibly want. Salvation, wholeness in every area of life. So you see, you and I, going forward, if we want the years ahead to be blessed, we have to grasp this. We have to learn it, and we have to put it into practice. Before we make choices, you see, We need to find out what God thinks. And once we've found that out, we need to find out how he wants us to apply this truth in the situation that we face, in the choices that we have to make. You see, and if we do that, we're guaranteed success. But we've got to grasp something else. There's also another aspect to this. In Proverbs 4, verse 5 to 9, we read, Get wisdom, get understanding. Get understanding. There's a difference between wisdom and understanding. Now, what I need to explain is that wisdom, in a sense, is the generic term. If you study it closely from the Word of God, you'll find out something. Wisdom isn't just a sudden bolt from the blue. Wisdom isn't sudden inspiration in a situation, although there is what the Bible describes as the gift of wisdom. We're talking here about wisdom for life, the big and small decisions of everyday life. And what we read in the Bible is that there are seven pillars of wisdom, different aspects to this concept of wisdom. We haven't got time to explain all of them now, but basically what we've got to grasp is that wisdom is a process. It's a process. There are different elements to acting wisely, and we've got to grasp how they fit together, you see, to walk in the fullness of life. But understanding is a very important aspect of it. Now, there's a difference between understanding and knowledge. What we need to grasp is that, you see, before we can make wise choices, we need to be informed. We need to be informed. You see, bad decisions generally are made because we lack sufficient information. Very often when we are young, we do not have experience. We make decisions that very often when we look back, we realize we're rash. Why? We didn't have sufficient information, which is why the Bible encourages us to get counsel, wise counsel, especially in the early years of our lives. But you see, this information isn't just knowledge. Now, it's important to get knowledge. Don't get me wrong. In any situation of life, for example, if you are about to buy a car, a new vehicle, it's important to find out what vehicles are available, what the price range is, and match the vehicle that we want to get with what we need it for. That's common sense. But I'm sure you now are aware that in this world of ours, with competition being what it is, you might choose a particular type of vehicle only to discover that there's a wide range of vehicles that fit into that same category. I'm using this as an illustration because, you see, information will tell you what the petrol consumption is, what the payback installments are, what the warranty is, what type of fuel it used, etc., etc. That's knowledge. And obviously, the manufacturer of a vehicle would be anxious to tell everybody and give them information on their vehicle. However, you see, in the affairs of life, outward information, as important as it is, is not nearly enough. What we need to do is move towards understanding. Now, what is understanding? You see, as I've said before, understanding isn't just information. It's experiential feeling, if I can call it that, for a situation. It's knowing how a particular system operates. Everything operates according to a system. Just to try and explain that, Within the context of this illustration, I can find out from a manufacturer everything about their vehicle. I can get all the information I need. However, when confronted with buying a vehicle, the very best thing I can do is talk to somebody who's owned one, you see. The person who's driven a vehicle will understand it, will have understanding. That's different from information. Experiential understanding. In this case, the million-dollar question would be, if you had the choice, would you buy one of these vehicles again, you see? Now, that person who's had experience with the car may not know all the details about the vehicle as much as the manufacturer might know, but they'll have understanding. They'll be able to tell you, well, it's a very good car, but... The clutch plate wore out after fifteen thousand Ks, etc. I remember when I took our vehicle in for a service and the workshop did not have a driver on hand to take me home, so they asked one of their mechanics just to stand in. And us chatting to the mechanic and us telling him how I was so impressed with the vehicle and what a good vehicle I thought it was, etc. etc. He became strangely quiet and I asked him well did I just hit it lucky or what's the story he said no that vehicle was a very good one in its year but the next model wasn't so good and we've picked up a lot of problems with it. My point I'm trying to make is this that you see even within different models things change. What do we need? Up-to-date information that will give us an understanding and so it is with the affairs of life, you see. Before you now make any big decisions, get wisdom, yes. But part of the process is to get understanding. Find out as far as we can. Or even on occasions, be prepared to pay money to somebody who does have understanding. If we operate with the right information and the right understanding, we destined to make the right choices and to operate with godly wisdom. But it doesn't stop there. You see, we've got to understand something, that as children of God and as people, we are not just logical beings. We do have a capacity for logic, and very often the right decision is one to arrive at with simple logic. However, there's much more to the human condition than just plain, cold logic. Thank God. You see, we also have feelings, we have emotions, we have desires, we have aspirations, we have dreams, many of which cannot be logically quantified, and all of which are valuable and legitimate. They are part of our very being. So as easy as it would be to say that every decision must be based on hard logic, truth of the matter is, it never is. We as humans are subject to many, many pulls on our decision making capacity, only one of which is called logic. By way of illustration, it's been my experience that very often when young ladies fall in love, their IQ drops from 100 to minus 10. The other side of the coin is when young men fall into lust, the IQ of 10 drops to below minus 100. When you put those two together, it's a disaster waiting for a place to happen. And this happens more often than you and I would care to know. But you see, those decisions were not based simply on logic. And this is where the big challenge comes. When we are faced with making wise decisions, the fear of the Lord must play an important part. The beginning of wisdom is the fear of God. What does He think about these choices that we make? And you see, we are given to guide us, the Holy Spirit. One of the central elements of operating wisely in any and every situation is to stand back and give God, the Holy Spirit, an opportunity to give us divine guidance. As much as we can do research and find out information, as much as we can understand the system that's going on, there are so many other factors out there, factors which in the natural we might not be able to know. We have to rely the Holy Spirit. And God promises to guide us. The Lord said, I will send you the Holy Spirit to guide you. He will show you things to come. He will lead you into the truth. As we face this new year, I trust that every one of us wants to be blessed, to be a blessing. That's what God wants for all of us. But to enable him to do that in our lives, it's vitally important that we seek his face. In every situation, we cry out for wisdom. Father God, what do you think about this situation? What do you think about this? new job opportunities. What do you think about this move? What do you think about this relocation? What do you think about the study opportunity? What do you think about this relationship? The list goes on. And as we grasp what is in his heart, the very next question must always be, thank you for your guidance. Show me, Father God, how I must go about this decision. How must I put it into practice? What must I do to bring it to pass in my situation? And then, O Father, as I do this, By your Holy Spirit, guide me every step of the way. Then we are guaranteed success. Many people find themselves, perhaps at the start of this year, in difficult situations for one reason or another. And yes, other people can put us in difficult situations by their decisions. But ultimately, you see, the only way to get back onto our feet is by starting to make right choices day by day. I pray that all of us, whoever is listening to the sound of my voice, will get wisdom. Hunger for wisdom. Hunger for understanding. Hunger for God's will in our lives. And ultimately, hunger for life itself. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your direction. Set us on the right course, I pray. Thank you that every one of us needs to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. Help us, Lord, to walk in your ways. In the wonderful name of Yeshua. Amen.